I'm forecaster Tommy Stafford for Seaville 107.5 and 1260 WCHV. Welcome to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes, as we have a little chat about faith and how to integrate our faith into all the areas of our lives on this program. We like to share testimonies and faith journeys and things that God's doing in your life. We like to share these things on the radio, and we hope that it will encourage you if you're already a believer and challenge you a little bit if you're still checking out faith. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So that's what we do on this show. We like to share the Word and we pray that God will touch you today through our sharing. And um, we like to start the program with a scripture reading. I am reading the Gospel of Luke. This scripture read comes from Luke chapter 17. It's called the Ten Lepers. It goes like this. While Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance, and they raised their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. One of them When he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice, and he lay face downward at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over and over. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return and to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith, your personal trust in me, and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. Again, that's the story of the ten lepers from Luke's Gospel. We're going to talk about that a little bit on the program. We have our friend John Quisenberry is with us. We're going to talk about... Uh, the prayer walk that was just held in Charlottesville. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So thanks for tuning in. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back with our guest, John Quisenberry. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. Come to Bowling with Badges with the Albemarle County Police Department happening on October 20th from noon to 4 p.m. The event is at Kegler's right off 29 North, is open to all ages, it's free to bowl, and no registration is needed. Join the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for care, support, and research on October 26th from 9 a.m. at Ixart Park. Be sure to visit their website for more information. The Louisa County Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Departments are hosting the 16th Annual Louisa Fall Festival, taking place at Walton Park on Saturday, October 12th from 10 to 3. There will be fun for the whole family, craft and food vendors, hay rides, bounce houses, games, and pony rides, and so much more. For more information, visit louisacounty.com. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to PSA at monticellomedia.com. For more events, visit our website, wchv.com. And then you're out of desperation. No, you're not the only one. Pray and Lord above. 
Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host with us on the program. John Quisenberry is back with us. He was just with us a few weeks ago. We wanted to catch up about the prayer walk that you did around Charlottesville. Uh, John, before we do that, though, I do want to kind of just touch down on the scripture read that we just had. Luke 17, uh, the story of the ten lepers. Um, wondering if you could, you know, as that was being read, can you picture that scene in your mind? Certainly can. Yeah, and and and, and what was kind of your takeaway on that read? What What jumped out at you on that? I think it all begins with thankfulness. Um, in Romans 1, it says, because they knew who God was, but they were not thankful, mm. their thinking became darkened. If you read that scripture, it all starts out with not being thankful. Wow. Thankfulness acknowledges the source. And when we're not thankful, for whatever reason, we somehow are saying either actively or tacitly, we deserve this, hmm. whatever it is that we're enjoying. But even the mind to think and the lungs to breathe the air <laughs> yeah. are given to us by God, so we have to at least thank him for I the I like air. where you're going with that because um, could we could I dive a little deeper on that and say that thankfulness is a form of humility mm -hmm. and and uh when we were on the program last time with you we were talking about uh the scripture that says that god opposes the proud and he multiplies grace and favor on the on the humble um and it's it's that position of humility which Absolutely. is oftentimes difficult for us to get into that position sometimes we get there we go there willingly and other times kicking and screaming right <laughs> mostly kicking and screaming yeah, yeah. yeah that's but that's right. where the good stuff comes oh yeah yeah right yeah. The, the whole example is jesus yeah he said let this attitude be in you that was in christ jesus mm. who in the who was in very nature god chose that form of godliness not to be grasped but he made himself a servant he made it in the original Greek says he made himself nothing taking the form of a servant mm. and made himself susceptible even gave himself to die on the cross and because of that it goes on to say therefore God raised him up to the highest mm. place exalted him to the highest place and because he humbled himself he gave him a name that's above every name so God ex humbles uh, God exalts the the God humbles the proud, he exalts the humble. Mm. He, the, the, uh, the, the whole idea that if we promote ourselves, that's going to be valuable. We find out that, that the kingdom of God's upside down kingdom. Upside down. Yeah. That, that, that as we humble ourselves and serve others, uh, Jesus said, whoever would be your servant of all would be your master. Mm. And that's what Jesus did. He came to serve. So, yeah, humility is humility is step number one. It's, 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 it's block number one on the Monopoly board. <laughs> you don't even get to play. Uh, well, I want to go um, – I want to take that and kind of take a slight turn with it. But I had a little revelation this week. Our listeners have heard me talk again and again and again about this story in the Old Testament. It's in Genesis, the very end of Genesis. It's the story of Joseph's life. And full disclosure, 10 years ago, if you'd asked me about Joseph in the Bible, I would have said that it was 
Jesus' earthly father. That was really the only Joseph I was familiar with. I really wasn't familiar with the story of Joseph in Genesis. But oh, wow. what, what an amazing story, right? And so we have this, um, uh, for those uh, tuning in who are not Bible scholars, you know, Joseph is, is born um, into this family, uh, and you, John, you correct me where I go off here, but <laughs> no, 12, 12 sons, he's, uh, I guess, the second to youngest son, but he's the favorite son. Oh, yeah. And, um, and all his brothers know that he's the favorite son, and um, anyway, the brothers sell him into slavery, you know, something... Obviously, demonic got a hold of them. They said they first they were going to kill him, threw him in a pit, and then that one of them had compassion, ended up selling him. So he ends up being uh, a, a slave, um, and he he gets taken. Is that the time he gets taken to Egypt? Mm-hmm. So he's in Egypt, and um, he gets sold as a slave. Has absolutely nothing. Um, I think there's a verse in in Genesis that always gets a gets a hold of me when I talk about Joseph. Joseph, he he had nothing, and and yet he was in according to Genesis, he was a successful man. It was it was this. I was like, how how are you? You have absolutely nothing, and then you you start to follow this story even deeper. You get pulled in, and you find out that he ends up being a servant. To uh, is it Pontifor or he's like the number two guy in Egypt and he's a servant. Falsely, Joseph now f- is falsely accused of attempted rape. Right, he did not touch Pontifor's wife. Pontifor actually was hitting on him a little bit. Joseph said no. Anyway, he gets thrown back in. So he ends up in this dungeon, right? And you think for most. This is the part I want to touch in on, so if you're starting to snooze on me, pay attention. This is the part I want you to hear. He's in the dungeon, and in the dungeon, right. it's revealed to him, or in some way, that he has this incredible gift of dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so word spreads about the guy with the gift in the dungeon, and it ends up, is it Pontifor or whoever pulls him up and says, I have use of you in your dream interpretation. And he goes from the dungeon to the number two in command of Egypt, and then the, the, the whole chapter of Genesis ends with, for me, this seminal moment where um, he has his brothers come back. They don't know that Joseph's alive. The brothers come back from the desert. They come to Egypt because they're out of food and they're begging for food. And who do they meet? But the brother they sold into slavery. And Genesis fifty twenty, um, Joseph says to them, you did this to harm me, but God intended it for for good, what the my paraphrase that the listeners have always heard is, is that what the enemy meant for bad, God will use for right. good. Right. right. So right. here's my question for you. I'm sorry for the long no, one, no, but good. I had to give a little backstory no, for some right. of our listeners. So my hypothesis that kind of is being cooked up as we speak mm-hmm. is that had Joseph not gone to the dungeon, he would not have cultivated potentially i guess this is my hypothesis no dungeon no gift in the dungeon is where he finds his gift and Mm -hmm. so 
My question to you is, should we be not be encouraging those around us who are going through the tough time, going through the Absolutely. modern day dungeon, going through the desert, the wilderness period of their life that, yes, that's terrible that you're in this position, but during those times is often when your gift, if, if you're kind of awake and in tune, I want to hear what you think about that. Oh, my goodness. Um, you just handed me a, a – I don't know where to stop, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to, try to be uh, short here. We see in, every, in the life of every biblical character a testing time. Now, Joseph is significant. There's a significant testing time in Joseph's life. And you see in difficult times when people turn away from their trust – and their purposes in God. They don't know who they are. They forget who they are. They forget where they belong. They forget what they're supposed to be doing. They end up losing out. Good example is King Solomon. Mm. Started out really good, ended poorly. Mm -hmm. Then there's people who started out poorly and ended up really pressing into God, knowing God. Joseph is an excellent example of somebody who earlier on was hearing God, but kind of a proud, cocky kid, mm -hmm. you know. People don't know that when he was sold into slavery, he was probably sold as a uh, a concubine or a, what, do you, what would you call it? A, he, he was so sold probably as a sex slave. People don't know about that. But when he was sold, it was not to be – he was an abused person mm. when he was sold into slavery. When into when in, when in Egypt, was was incarcerated, yes. And in all that, all that time, you know, we don't know all the twists and turns, but we know that he was – keeping his eyes on the Lord, focusing on God, listening to God, and all the time the Lord was giving him insights, and he was speaking those, even to those who were in his jail cell. Mm. And that's what got him into the king's court, because they saw this guy is listening, he knows what God's saying, and that's what lifted him up. When you humble yourself, mm. the Lord lifts you up. That's mm. the key. Mm-hmm. I guess where I went there with this is Joseph ended up in the dungeon, not willingly. No. But while there, he made the – I guess that would be another yeah. theme of mine that I've picked up on the on, in the Bible that I would say to any of our listeners as we're about to take a break here is don't waste your time in the dungeon. In other right. words, there, there can be, although painful, there can be some beautiful moments when you strip everything else away. And obviously that's what happened with Joseph. Absolutely. Well, let's Absolutely. take a break here, John. I have so many things I want to talk yeah. about your prayer walk. I want to talk about the yeah. new event you have coming up. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more of our interview with John Quisenberry. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. Come to Bowling with Badges with the Albemarle County Police Department happening on October 20th from noon to 4 p.m. The event is at Kegler's right off 29 North, is open to all ages, it's free to bowl, and no registration is needed. Join the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for care, support, and research on October 26th from 9 a.m. at Ixart Park. Be sure to visit their website for more information. The Louisa County Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Departments are hosting the 16th Annual Louisa Fall Festival, taking place at Walton Park on Saturday, October 12th from 10 to 3. There will be fun for the whole family, craft and food vendors, hay rides, bounce houses, games, and pony rides, and so much more. For more information, visit louisacounty.com. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to psa at monticellomedia.com. 
For more events, visit our website, wchv.com. And then you're out of desperation. No, you're not the only one. Praying, Lord, above, I need a miracle. Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host, and with us on the program, back with us. He's a regular on the show, John Quisenberry. Does many things for this community. One of his ministries is the House of Prayer in Charlottesville, and um, you guys just had a big event. Sure, sure. Uh, can you tell us about? Was it the prayer walk? Yes, we had a Circle of the City. Circle of the City. We've been doing it. This is our fifth time we've done it. We've actually seven years ago we began, but uh, when we were doing the August twelfth prayer walks, we we kind of opted to to do those prayer walks last year we we instead of the um anyway we 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 walked from the the rotunda downtown and had a prayer meeting instead of doing the september event but this year we picked it up again our circle the city event and basically what we do is we walk the rivanna trail and pray it's just a big moving prayer meeting Mm. so we have seven teams um seven uh trails seven sections of the trail and people start out at the point so we end up walking the entire trail we had two people that walked the entire 20 mile rivana trail and prayed i think about 45 50 people were involved this year we've had more than that in the past but we're kind of gaining momentum again Mm -hmm. And, and i was really excited about it the focus was was to walk around our city you know that whole idea of wherever you put your feet God gives you the, that, that whole idea of that when we're walking in a in a neighborhood, we have insight and we have compassion for where we are, and that way we can pray on site. When somebody said one time, on site with insight. Mm. So you're walking around, and you're saying, "We we, we want to know what's going on here," and I believe the Lord gives. You know, we the, God says, "Ask of me, and I'll." answer you so as we're walking around and as we're walking around vantage Trail, we felt like there were a lot of things that we were compelled to pray about um clearly there's been this ongoing uh, racial uh tensions these kinds of things that, that that have been around for a long time we talk about racial reconciliation but the issue is really unity we're really missing um and i won't go into that topic but 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 just to say that it's that that there is a lot of things that need to be healed in our city a lot of things that we have uh just kind of well said well we're going to live with this it's okay but rather than complain about it we pray mm. and as we walk and we and, and as we say lord intervene on behalf of this we we really do feel and we know that he answers our prayers um don't know the the verse of it but jesus said where two or more are gathered Absolutely. in my name you feel that did you the, feel that the, the whole your... idea of agreement this this is interesting because agreement is huge if you and i agree to do something there's a whole lot more energy behind it there's a synergy there's more than just two of us there's actually a more than two it's called a synergistic thing god also does this we own 10 people get together they can do a whole lot more than one person you know just each individual person working at the same site god does that with us too he 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 agrees to have a spiritual synergy if we if we agree with him as touching anything on earth he joins us he partners with us we we've been given authority on earth the bible says god said rule over the earth subdue it take care of it and then he says i own the earth 
So if he owns it and we're given charge over the earth, the best thing we can do is partner with him in his plan for the earth. And he does. He agree, as, as we agree with him, he moves. Because since we've been given charge, he won't go around us. That's why we pray. And we see God do amazing things. So what did you just call it? Spiritual synergy? Or what did you That sounds good to me. It, it, it sounds good to me, too. Um, I would call it agreement, partnership. Yeah, okay. Par, par, the Bible says that two of you agree as touching anything. You know, I, yeah. I write a new book. No, I was, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, I like it. No, no. no. But, but, but no, it, it's a principle in Scripture that, mm-hmm. that, that, that God joins with people because he's given us authority. And since he owns the earth, that partnership, he says, ask of me and I'll give the nations for your inheritance. Over and over again, he said, if you, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you call unto me, I'll answer. This, mm-hmm. this whole idea of partnership you know and 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 we're waiting around for god to do something well he says pray Mm. you know you have not because you ask not Mm. there's always scriptures that are very clear about um about prayer and how why it's so important for us to pray so it's not just walking around asking god for stuff it's really partnering with him for his plan in our city. This is Everyday Faith Radio. Jeff Gaffney, your host, and we have John Quisenberry with us on the program. He's talking about we're doing a wrap up on Circle the City that just happened a few weeks ago. We're about to touch on another event that's coming up with the Charlottesville House of Prayer. Before we do that, John, any of our listeners are in a place where they need to hear from God. You are such a strong man of faith and mm-hmm. man of prayer. How can you give somebody kind of the quick Bert and Ernie version of um, <laughs> you know how to how to hear from God or how to pray or how to ask? Wow, see, God is always speaking quietly in our hearts. Now I know I know some people disagree with this because the noise of everything drowns it out. So the best way to approach God so that you can hear Him is say, God. If you're real, speak to me. Show yourself to me. Now, I know people everywhere <laughs> in every nation and a lot of my friends. And a friend of mine who is an agnostic says, I, I'm, not, I'm afraid to do that. And I said, well, why? I said, something might happen. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the deal. <laughs> do you want something to happen? <laughs> if you want something to happen, then ask. Because he said, if you ask, I'll answer. Mm. So let's let's just apply that just super quick. If somebody listening to the show today has uh, maybe they have a relative that's struggling with an illness, mm. how should they approach a, a prayer about you know my mother is sick or my child is ill, um, or maybe they themselves are? Well, well, okay. God is a person. This this is a big this is a big deal right now. Um, when when we talk to God, we feel like there's you know we we've got the Ten Commandments version you know God's booming voice and there's a force out there, and the 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 compassionate nature of God is such that if we really bear our heart to Him, there will be a response. 
Now, it may not be how you want it, because we all want God to speak to us in the ways that we think will benefit us. But God speaks in powerful ways, either, you know, sometimes by dreams, sometimes by visions. Now, I know this is getting a little edgy, but hang in there. This all the New Testament folks that we read about, Peter, John, all the apostles had dreams and visions. This mm-hmm. is this is normal. Christianity. But God shows up. He speaks in powerful ways. He speaks in the night with dreams. He speaks during the day with visions. Thoughts come to us all the time. I want, I, maybe I should pray. Maybe I should talk to God. Maybe I should go to church. You know, Th- these kinds of thoughts come to us. And these are, this is God contending with us, encouraging us to walk in relationship with Him. Mm, amen. This is Everyday Faith. John Quisenberry is our guest on the show. Jeff Gaffney, your host. John, you guys have a new event coming up, Charlottesville House of Prayer. Let's hear about it. Well, actually, this this event is being hosted by uh, three groups in the city, Women Abide, hmm. Connect Church, and uh, Charlottesville House of Prayer. We're teaming up together. This is, the, this is the first time that we're all joining together to do Tent Charlottesville. We're meeting at 2080 Lambs Road, right next to Almora High School, on October 17th through the 19th, starting at 9 o'clock on Thursday, going through 11 p.m. on Saturday. Now, listen to this. We're going to be praying and worshiping for 50 hours. This is a prayer meeting. Yeah, we have we have we have worship leaders coming from as far away as Roanoke, Virginia. We have we, we have prayer leaders from the, from the area. There there and we're, we're still we, we still have a few spots. We have half of our spots full. We're still two weeks away. People who are prayer warriors who are interested in contending and praying for our city, we we, we still need people to sign up for that. We have we have uh, twenty five worship leaders, twenty five prayer leaders. The slots for all those folks that, that 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 we have and we have most of them filled up but we still need some people but anyway 50 hours of worship in fact the person who leads worship will lead worship for an hour and then they're going to play you know the plan is that and this this is how we usually do it they're going to play music while the second hour a person leads an intercession then we go to the new person so it should be if if everything goes well should be continuous worship continuous music from the beginning to the end mm. and uh we also i also want to um thank crisis response international they're coming from from roanoke and we're they're they're going to be joining us to support us we have some corporate sponsors um the shindojos and handy mike or uh, we just want to thank them for supporting us it's, it's just been an amazing event people are coming together it's going to be real important for october city. 17th to, through 19th right straight through get there and don't leave you can you can get there for an hour you can stay there all three days oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> in a tent in a and, tent and in so charlottesville actually going to be a tent, a tent. set up outside yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a white tent on the right beside Almora High School, you can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Come and join us. It might be a little cool. We'll have a good time. Oh, wow. And, of course, we have mutual friends and Joan Hutter and the yes, Hutter family right. behind uh, Women Abide. Joan is such a sweet soul and has been a huge supporter of this program, has brought numerous guests and has been on herself. Um, I can't wait for that. That's oh. going to be That's going to be great. I want to oh. encourage any of our... Listeners, if um, you know if this sounds kind of like too out there for you, um, just I would come. say just yeah, just just give it a <laughs> shot because especially if you have some. I mean, it's a it's a 
prayer, basically. Right. It's, it's going to be 50 hours of prayer is what you right, called it. Right. I mean, and so if you have an an urgent need in your life and you don't know where to go, right. I mean, I think I, I've got to point you to this event, Absolutely. October 17th through 19th. John Quisenberry, um, we have just a minute left. Wondering if you'd um, maybe lay down a quick prayer for Absolutely. us on the way out. Lord, we're so grateful and so thankful, Lord, for all the things that we enjoy. God, right now, we just pause in a busy life with all the thoughts that are that are banging around in our in our minds, and we just put it on hold for a minute to thank you. Day in and day out, you're so faithful. Food, shelter, friends, warmth. God, we, we acknowledge that you are the source of all these things. And with that, we give you praise and thanksgiving. Lord, bless Charlottesville. Bring your glory into the center of the city. And we thank you for your goodness. In the name of Jesus, amen. John Quisenberry, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for all the great things that you do for this town. You're an awesome prayer warrior, and we Thanks, are John. very, very grateful for you. Um, again, want to remind you, it was Luke 17 and the chapter of the 10 lepers. If you get a chance, go back and read that. This is Everyday Faith Radio. I'm so excited that you tuned in today. I hope you have an awesome day and a great week. And don't forget the tent meeting on October 17th. Thanks a lot. Come restore and make us It's like having a Fox News app right there in your dashboard. Seaville 1075 and AM 1260 WCHV AM and FM Charlottesville. Confirmation of a second whistleblower. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Another whistleblower comes forward with concerns about President Trump's dealings with Ukraine. According to the lawyer representing this person, the whistleblower has spoken to the intelligence community inspector general and has firsthand knowledge of the first whistleblower's complaint. The development comes as the White House threatens to ignore a subpoena from House Democrats unless House Speaker Nancy Pelosi holds a formal vote to launch an impeachment investigation. We need to conduct a very methodical, very thorough investigation. We need to talk to all fact witnesses. We need to identify or review all documents. House Democrat Val Demings of Florida at issue a phone call between President Trump and the leader of Ukraine and a request for Ukraine to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden. He doesn't ever offer a quid pro quo. He never even mentions the upcoming election. He talks about one thing. We want to investigate corruption. House Republican Chris Stewart of Utah, both lawmakers on Fox News Sunday. Joe Biden is hitting back at the criticism against him and his son in a Washington Post op-ed. He accuses President Trump of abusing his power and calls him wholly unfit to be president.